Today we're talking about excellence in the church office on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Welcome and greetings, greetings, greetings. It is good to have you here on our podcast today. Uh, My name is Mike Holmes, founding pastor here at Sinclair Baptist Church, and we are talking about how to have an excellent church office. Now, the premise of all this is that, yes, the church is a business in many sense, especially to the outsiders. Uh, We have the debate, is church a business? Is it not a business? Is it an organization? Is it an organism? Well, I think we can have a little bit of both on this, but from the outside perspective, it is definitely a business and your office is an important part of your business, just as the office is to a automotive shop or a car repair dealership or, you know, whatever it happens to be in your town. Very important for us to have an excellent church office. And I want to go through a few notes that I put here that are so important for us to grab hold of. Remember, we do not want to be slothful in business. It tells us there that in Proverbs chapter 24, we want to make sure that we are diligent about the state of our flocks and there are the affairs that we are doing. And as a church planter, as a church leader, a church pastor, whatever you happen to be, the idea of you being an, an excellent shopkeeper is where we're driving at. And I, the illustration I use over and over again is the old shopkeeper from back in the 1800s and he had his general store and he had everything swept and clean. He had his little apron on and he was out taking care of things and making things look, make sure things look sharp and, and wonderful and in stock and all that. We need to be that with our churches. We need to make sure that, that we are presenting the best office experience uh, that could possibly be asked for. Now, this can be a challenge if you're a church planner. This can be a challenge if you're bivocational, absolutely for sure. But we'll give you a few tips and and uh, give you a few things to kind of hang on here, uh, hang your hat on, you know, so to speak. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Number one, should we have excellence or should we have, you know, mediocrity? Well, I think that's a, a, a pretty easy answer. We want to make sure our churches are absolutely the best testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ as possible. And so for us to make sure that things are done decently and in order, you know, God is a God of order. The universe is in order. Our churches don't need to be in disorder or disarray. And there are some areas that we need to make sure that we take really good care of and focus on, and that will help us in the reaching out into our community. And again, I understand that the, the church is a is the body of Christ and the called out assembly. And, you know, we could meet and not have any kind of office structure. But in this day and age, if you're going to have a telephone, if you're going to have a business address, if you're going to have a sign and invent the, invite the general public to be in your off, uh, you know, in your office or, or come to your meetings, then you're playing the game. In other words, you are in there. There are people that are going to compare your place to other places. And uh, I, again, I don't think it's bad for us to think about this in a competitive sense to make sure that we have absolutely the best that, that we possibly can with the finances and the resources that we have. So 
I wrote down a couple of things that are just very kind of important. And, and we've uh, discussed this recently, this first one. It has to do with your office hours. Online, if you are on Google, and well, I'll put it this way, you are on Google. You need to go to Google My Business. You need to go there. You need to claim your church business if you have it there. And you need to make sure that you have office hours that are listed when you are there. Now, if you are there on, you know, off on Tuesdays or Thursdays or whatever, that's great. A lot of people are bivocational, which means that they're hardly ever at the office other than service times. But what we recommend then is that you put down uh, that you are that your office hours are, you know, nine to five or whatever, Monday through Friday. Don't just put your service times on there. And the reason why, especially on Google for service times, it will only show up that you have like a little something on Sunday. You're only open for a couple hours on Sunday and it only shows that you're open for a couple hours in the middle of the week. And then it is going to have, and if someone does a Google search and they use their phone and try to find you, it's going to say business is closed if you don't have a wider office hour. So it is better to put, you know, an eight to five type office hours and then in the notations put call for appointment and then if some, someone needs to come, then you can come. But it is better to have that than to have this constant thing that's up, up there that says business is closed. Many of your businesses, if you were to Google them and look them up, um, like say you were go to a, a local upholstery shop or whatever, and they close at 5 o'clock. And if you Google it at 5.15, it will say right there in red letters, business is closed. And it's like, that's not a good thing for a church. We don't ever want to have that businesses closed moniker thing up there uh, unnecessarily. So let's make sure that we get our office hours uh, listed the right way online. And then, of course, you know, have those printed and posted in other places uh, that you could have as well. Make sure also, and this is a, probably the most important of all the ones we're going to cover, is that your phone answering and message delivery system, uh, it works. In other words, you can... You're getting phone messages and actually responding to them in a reasonable amount of time. If you have an answering machine on your church, you can say, uh, thank you for calling. We're not here. We'll be able to get back with you within 24 hours or, you know, something along that nature. You could put on there. We'll get back with you as soon as possible. But have someone checking that message machine uh, at least once a day for, uh, you know, important, important messages. You can also on your message machine also have the idea of if you need to get in touch directly with the pastor or the church secretary or whatever, and then you could put another phone number. Then it gives another thing for those emergencies where perhaps there's been an accident or a, you know, a death or something along that line. In addition to this, you want to make sure that you have a good phone returning policy, a phone call returning policy where you are getting back to people. And I know that this is, this is difficult. Churches get a lot of unsolicited calls and to return unsolicited calls sometimes is difficult uh, to do, but try to have a system the best you can. And you might have a volunteer that would do that, that would just check the phone uh, message machine, you know, once a day, every two o'clock, they call in and check it, or they stop by the church and check it. And that they then return any calls 
that are are just like, hey, I need some help or I need some food or I'm a missionary calling in, then maybe this person would call and just say, can I get an appointment and we'll get you to talk to the pastor. So just a little bit of administration there uh, would help. The other thing that happens that makes a a church kind of unique in many ways is that a lot of people are calling for different reasons. They're not necessarily trying to get hold of the main administration. And they might be wanting to get hold of a Sunday school teacher because their daughter left their jacket in the classroom or left a Bible or, you know, something uh, along that line. And you want to make sure that you have one of those little notepads where that, you know, if, if someone calls for this particular person or this division or this department or the nursery and, you know, someone left their bottle in the nursery and uh, that you can get those messages to the right people. And uh, probably one of the areas where we have failed is when we've had people like call and ask about something that was like more of a lost and found item. And we didn't really know kind of what to do with it. And it sat there till the next Sunday. And then by then the person's pretty frustrated because they haven't got a return phone call. So I want you to kind of keep all that in mind. Your church office needs to be excellent. And you need to have people that are assigned to do some of that business. Remember in Acts chapter 6, the, the apostles were very busy uh, doing some things. They were wiping tables and cleaning up, things like that. And they got someone to take care of that so that they could do the other things. So what this means is that we need to learn to delegate, find someone who can take a smaller task. And this is a good task for a volunteer. Someone to jump in and be able to do uh, something very simple like that, like uh, check the phone uh, thing two, three times a week and make sure they get back and, and make the connection. So make sure you get the notes to the right people. In your office also, there's a couple uh, important things that need to happen. And, and and one of them, and this might kind of go into broader, deeper things, but anything has to do with finances and receipts and verification of funds that you know were transferred in online or you know mission money that went somewhere, whatever. All of those are really, really important things to make sure that that is done uh, decently and in order. And it is a difficult to do that sometimes uh, when you don't have a bookkeeper that can handle all of that and get receipts out in timely manner. We do a lot of online giving at our church, which of course then receipts things automatically. People are, are getting more used to that than they used to be in the past. So uh, that's a good thing. But make sure that, that your office has the good financial stuff in order. There's a few other things in your office that need to be done that would be very simple. And this would be just like the idea, and we're going to get into this a little bit more uh, when we talk about printed and literature and some of that. But just the idea of having your phone number available on a business card, having some business cards. You can go to Vistaprint, you know, some of these uh, online printers. And for, you know, 29 bucks, you can get several hundred cards done. And at least then when people have questions and want to get in touch with someone at the office or the pastor, you can have the cards printed up for the pastor or the office or just an office hours cards and how to you know do messages uh, and get in touch with people at the office uh, that's a good kind of card to have and it doesn't take much to uh, to make some of that happen so that's a good thing uh, the last one I put down and this is uh, again, kind of, we'll get into this. We deal a little bit more about some other areas of competition, and that, and competition again sounds like the bad thing. But folks, you do have a facility. Other churches have facilities. People are going to come and go to all the different facilities, and they're going to go, "Wow, this one was clean, or this one was organized, or this one was a mess." And this is just the idea of making sure that your office or wherever you do meet is is a, a clean place, and it is organized, and it is not filled with with clutter. Now, one of the things that we did early on in the 
ministry when I had people I needed to meet with uh, for like a counseling scenario and it was uh, just not able to meet at our church office is I would go to, and, and I know some of the hotels around here, I would ask if I could meet in the hotel lobby, you know, kind of often, you know how they have the lunch rooms and some of that. Hey, can I sit in this room here and just talk to a couple for a little bit? Oh, sure. No problem. Uh, you know, we're not going to eat. We're not drinking. We're not doing anything. We just need to talk for a little bit. And I was able to use some of the nicer hotels and use their conference room and not even like the conference room, but more just like, you know, sit in a corner of the breakfast area uh, at a table and be able to do some things there. And then the building, not only were you in public for, you know, if you're counseling with people, it's sort of an important thing to be somewhat in the public. So you, it's, you know, uh, everything's appropriate, especially if you're counseling a woman. Um, but also you were in a situation where, uh, you know, there was, there was people around, it was clean, it was organized and everybody kind of had sort of the same level of expectation. So that's something that you can do if you don't have an office where you can actually sit down and counsel. And I know a lot of pastors, you would love to have a place, your very own place where you can sit and counsel and have some nice couches and, and talk and be quiet and secluded and, oh, that's such an excellent thing to have. It's just not always possible. So that's one of those things uh, that you can do as an alternative. So uh, anyway, we are in the business of being a, a business in our community. We are a business. We are out there. People are looking at us in that regard. And we need to make sure that we, at the very best level we possibly can be, have an excellence in our church office. We, the spirit is excellent. The, the, the organization is excellent. The return calls, the emailing, you know, all those things are excellent. So we're going to continue this uh, series. Uh, this is season four uh, here on the uh, Better Sundays podcast. Where we want you to make sure that you uh, join us for every one of these. We have a quite a few of these that we're doing on the idea of the excellent shopkeeper and making sure you as a leader are doing things excellent in the broader sense of uh, of being in your community when people come and they see you have you need a good signage you need you know good personnel you need your building needs to smell nice i mean there's all sorts of things we're going to be covering so uh very excited about this series and very thankful to have you here uh if this is helpful give us a thumbs up give us a share uh if you are on youtube and we're of course uh, on the youtube now channel with this make sure that you take some time and that you uh, hit the subscribe button there for us and uh, you'll be able to get these on a regular basis. So uh, this is Mike here at the Better Sundays Podcast, and we're so glad to have you, and uh, God bless you, and we'll see you next week. All right. Hey, welcome to the Ask Mike segment. We're uh, thrilled to have you back. I trust everything is recording properly. Um, back in the little plywood box here studio that we have. So, hey, welcome to Ask Mike. This is a, a feature that we've been doing for a little while here now. We got folks that are interested in in specific questions. And so if you have a specific question, you'd like to get it answered, uh, you can uh, send it to info at reachkeep.com. That comes directly uh, to my phone in my pocket. And uh, we'll do the best we can. Um, last week, we promised that we would answer this question, how to get guests to return. And I had a church uh, call in a while back, and they'd had over 50 different uh, people who had visited 
uh, throughout the calendar year, the last calendar year, and they had that total down. They knew exactly how many there were, and they had had none of them come back for the second time visit. And it's kind of a sad it's a sad thing, but it's common. I mean, we have a lot of people that come, don't come back. And uh, our church has them. Every church has them. There's uh, going to be a certain amount of that, that people, some of them are just people traveling through. Some would be relatives that would be, you know, visiting or whatever. Um, but as far as like people that are actually in the area that are potential to come and to be with you, uh, this is an important thing to learn how to bring them back. So I have a couple of really good resources and then I'm going to give you just two real kind of summaries of those resources. Um, we uh, have an entire full length training video on this on our YouTube channel. Uh, and the title of it is how to bring them in and how to bring them back. Uh, it's on our YouTube. You can go to reach keep, uh, type in reach keep anywhere on YouTube and it should get you to our channel and then how to bring them in and how to bring them back would be what you just search for and you'll be able to find that and that is a hour-long uh, long format training for church leaders on how uh, to bring people in of course and then how to get them to come back so uh, a lot of techniques a lot of little things you can do uh, we also have a shorter podcast on the reach keep site and it's podcast number 21 you can go to uh, the reach keep uh, regular reachkeep.com site and in the search bar uh, just write uh, getting guests to return getting guests to return so those uh, two things will give you ample information and training because we get this question a lot we do a lot of training um the nuts and bolts uh short version of how to get people to come back and we'd like to try to keep the ask mike segment uh somewhat short here um the first thing is they need to come back. They need to be something they come back for. Okay. We're not talking about church people that are like in the habit of being something. The reason your church people come back next week is because they're in the habit of it and they have the character and they have a scriptural commands and, you know, all sorts of things to raise their children the right way. So, um, but new people don't have any of that. So uh, there needs to be something that they come for, okay? Uh, a couple of very simple things. Um, just the idea that they know what you're going to be speaking on the next week. And the topic to them is interesting. That's why you would turn on a television show the next week when it's on. Or why you'd watch the next episode or you'd listen to the next podcast to listen next to anything. Because you kind of know what's coming up and you want to that topic you want that information so that is an important thing is to make sure pastors when you're preparing your sermon that at the end that you have prepared what you are going to be teaching on the next week you don't have to have it all done obviously uh, but the general topic and then sort of that um, you know how they do it on the radio sort of that tease you know hey next week we're going to be trying to solve this problem uh, make sure you're here 10 30 sunday morning boom uh, so it's something that they come for now that can also be in the sunday school program where the which really the children drive church attendance far more than we uh, think uh, where the kids would say hey i gotta go back mom because next week they're they're doing something they're having a birthday party for everybody in the month of august and my my birthday's in august and i want to get a cupcake and uh you know or they're doing you know a special they're showing some pictures of the camping program that they had last week and i have some kids some friends that went and i want to see their picture so there can be things done in the children's ministry as well as the adult ministry that are sort of that idea of promoting and again don't you don't have to think it through too deep and to you know turn yourself into fancy schmancy marketer and the tease and all that kind of stuff but just 
the polite sort of it. It's like, hey, next week we're going to be covering this, and I hope you can make it. Um, so that's a that's an important uh, thing. A church calendar then that stretches out three or four weeks ahead of time that has the sermon titles, at least the titles, uh, and kind of the topics. That is good. Also, if your church is having a picnic or whatever, uh, people are attracted to event type things. So if those things are there, um, we had a family in church just uh, yesterday that uh, they came back because I put a promotional thing on Facebook and they said it was just we just had to get back. We just had to get back. And it was because I had invited them to come back on a with a promotional thing that they came back. And so they came for, you know, our big camp meeting days that we had. And but that's one thing. So people will come back for something. They also will come back for someone. In other words, if they build a relationship and they like, man, I really I met that family. Uh, there's another family going through the same thing. We have kids in the same grade. All of that is uh, just extremely important. They'll come back for someone else. Uh, so l- allowing there to be relational building time on Sunday mornings is a very important thing. Uh, in our academy, we do some training on how exactly to do that. And if you uh, never have been through uh, you know, formal training that helps you build and manage your church, uh, you might want to be thinking about the Reach Keep Academy. We have some promotional things coming up over the next month or so. Uh, allow you to get in there to uh, discounted rate, but we would love to have you involved. But it's the coming back for something or coming back for someone that will bring people back. So how to get people to come back? That's an important one. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about uh, what to do uh, if, if the people in your church, if there are some people in your church that actually hate children, and uh, it's kind of a funny topic uh, to think about, uh, but, how, you know, if there's sort of a, uh, and hate might be a little strong, but sort of a pushback for children, and you know, that it's an older church, and no one has ruined the carpet yet, and spilled the Kool-Aid on there, and things are quieter and simpler, and how, uh, how do we combat that type of attitude? So hopefully you can join us for that one next week at the Ask Mike segment right here on the Better Sunday Podcast. So God bless and we'll see you next time.